I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Fuck It Up Comedy Club podcast. Oh, my name is Kima Bob, and I'm so glad to be with you. And thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Mm. You are now tuned in to an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who aren't cis men. It's an opportunity to hear dope stand up from lovely comics and get to know them a little better. Now, today we are talking about weak ass boundaries with Alex Bertulis Fernandez, Fatia Sale, and Sue Me. And quite frankly, we ain't had no need for fucking Incredibles this time. So we just got right into it. Hello, beautiful audience. Please clap, whoop, cheer. Welcome to the stage, your host, Kima Bob. And welcome to the Films of Color Comedy Club. This is an unapologetic celebration of comedians of color who are not cis men. Yeah! Love that energy. You guys are wild about it. My God, these people really love comedians of color who are not cis men. Me too. Glad we're on the same page. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Kima Bob, and I'm glad to be here with you. Um, today... I'd like to talk a little bit about boundaries. Oh, they're hard, no? So tough. Oh, recently I have had to try to like form better boundaries within my love life and familial life. And oh my God, it's exhausting trying not to be violated. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, it's so tough because you just kind of like first you have to figure out what you want slash need. <laughs> then you have to communicate that as if the first bit wasn't hard enough. Excuse me. I'm still trying to figure out how I feel. Now I have to tell you? <laughs> Disgusting. And then after you do the inner work and the outer work, you have to keep enforcing those boundaries. Oh. I'm exhausted. How do I even find time to sleep or do anything else? I'm just enforcing boundaries all day. God, it's so hard being a, like, mature adult, you know? I'm over it. I'm like, change my diaper and feed me milk. I'm tired of it. It's so tough. And I think family is tough as well, especially when they're in the position of, like, caretaker, whether it be like parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, those kind of people that have like done stuff for you and now they feel like they can just do whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) And it's just like, please, I'm a fully formed adult. Respect my autonomy. They don't want to hear it. (laughs) It's so tough, but we have to. And I feel like when 2022, yeah, you've read the articles. (laughs) You've seen them. You've seen the articles. Autonomy, boundaries, mental health, self-love, etc. We've read them. 
at most we've seen like a little post on Instagram with some bullet points. It's tough, and I'm just trying to be like, I don't know, I'm just trying to honor myself, you know, and like just honor all the work that I've done to get myself where I am, and I don't want that to be undermined by people that think they can do whatever the fuck they want in my life. Oh, God, not a joke, just true. It's really challenging, and I'm going to talk more to the comedians that we have on about boundaries later, but with this podcast, you never know. I come on, I'm like, we're going to talk about boundaries. Next thing you know, we're talking about how someone's not afraid to be fisted, and... But it's important that we have that space, that we have that range. Okay, time for comedy. I feel like I should tell you a joke to transition from boundaries into stand-up, but I refuse. How about that? That's my boundary in this moment. That's actually a personal boundary. Sorry. I don't want to be hilarious, so... (laughs) Welcome back. How are you guys doing? Hey. Do you guys kiss? Okay, no, not did you guys kiss, do you guys kiss sometimes? Okay, cute. That's my really good friend as well. We don't kiss. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Because if we were to kiss, who knows? Boundaries. Boundaries. Thank you, Myla. Yeah. At the beginning, did you you think about it a little bit? Okay, I will tell you guys about boundaries. I don't have a lot of boundaries in my life. She doesn't have a lot of boundaries in her life. But at work, I have boundaries. At work, you have boundaries. I don't sleep with any of my co-workers. You don't sleep with any of your co Ooh, I've tried, recently failed. <laughs> oh, nothing, girl. <laughs> she asked what happened to me, and quite frankly, we don't have the time. Um... <laughs> Yeah, but at work you have a clear boundaries. You don't fuck with anyone you work. What do you do for work? So I work at an uh, autistic uh, college. So you work in an autistic college, yes. Um, oh, so if someone fucks me over once, I can talk to them. If they do it twice, you're done. Once? <laughs> Maybe an accident. <laughs> Maybe just a happening. <laughs> but two times? <laughs> Love that. Oh, yeah. What'd you say? What's up, Lyra? Um, everyone, say hi to Lyra, a photographer, please. Yes. What's good, Lyra? Great. So Lyra is saying maybe some people. No, do you know what? I love that. Mm. So the people that mm. I cross me off. Mm. Oh, trust me, they're not nearer than legend. They're just cans. Feel like that. As someone who's... Yeah. Oh, my God. This... This community... Chris, Chris, did you get that? Chris, did you get that, Chris? I can't see you. Yeah, great. Wow. I just feel like we put so much on the table. And I have that... Mm, wow. I just want to say that I'm neurodivergent and a cunt. 
Um, you know, like, let, let people do both. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. Mm, not every comedy show, you know? Not every comedy show. Yeah. Tell your friends. Someone was um, doing um, stuff. They were talking about stuff, and then someone was talking about other stuff, and you were like, wow, all of this? It's like that meme with the Del Taco or whatever the fuck. Where, have you seen it? Where like, they're like, should we have crunchy tacos or soft tacos? And this family, they're losing their fucking minds. They don't know to do crunchy or soft. Crunchy or they're setting things on fire. People are slapping each other. And then this little girl, a mere toddler, she stands up and she says, hey, why not both? That's powerful. Okay. Uh, guys, we're going to bring our first comedian onto the stage. Okay, so please help me welcome to the stage, Alex Martellus Fernandez! Oh, oh hi. Um, so, uh, my name is Alex. Um, I am also neurodivergent, um, and I don't want to be fisted. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm actually I'm actually mixed race. I'm, I'm half Indian, half English, um, or as I like to tell employers, brown enough to meet your diversity quota, white enough to never call you out on it. Uh, my dad my dad is Indian and he sees me as Indian. And my mum is English and she sees me as English, but I actually see myself as anxious. Yeah, anxious, depressed, a hoarder. You know, like a, a triple threat <laughs> to myself. Um, I need to stop telling you guys this because I'm, I'm technically not a hoarder anymore. It's just that a hoarder's quite a difficult label to let go of. Yeah. yeah. That's a thorough joke. Look how far I've come. Uh, uh, I'm still depressed, uh, but everyone in my family is depressed. I say, like, the only one who isn't is our dog. Uh, but I'm working on it. <laughs> My dog is meant to be a therapy dog, but she has very much given up. <laughs> like, she has no emotional support whatsoever. Every time I get dumped, she sort of looks at me blankly like, this wasn't covered in my training. You told me how to sit, not how to make men stay. My dog is a rescue, right? And I think if you're a rescue, you need to make more of an effort. Genuinely. No. Like, rescues are overrated, right? Like my friend Susie. My friend Susie, she's got a rescue and she's always saying shit like, oh, it's not clear who rescued who. Look at the paperwork. Also, Susie, pretty clear who rescued who. Like, only one of you is shaking like a leaf while shitting on my carpet. <laughs> my, um, my dog annoys me so much that I've started walking other dogs. <laughs> just to spite her. <laughs> I've started using the app Borrow My Doggy. Give me a cheer if you know Borrow My Doggy. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, um, Borrow My Doggy, pretty much what it says on the tin... Uh, it's an app where people who can't commit to looking after a dog uh, borrow dogs of people who can't commit to looking after a dog. <laughs> um, borrow my doggy, a bit like a dating app, and that there's lots of messaging before you meet, lots of people not responding. Let me tell you, 
being ghosted on Borrow My Doggy. So much worse than being ghosted on a dating app, right? Well, I find myself rereading our messages, trying to pinpoint the exact moment someone decided they didn't want me around their dog. <laughs> Borrow My Doggy is also a bit like a dating app in that you fill out a profile when you join. And on Borrow My Doggy, it's quite straightforward. Um, you say stuff like, um, I had a dog growing up, so I know I like having a dog, or I would have a dog, but my landlord won't let me. But you can't take that approach on a dating gap. Like, you can't go, I had a boyfriend growing up. So I know I like having a boyfriend. Or, um, I would have a boyfriend, but my landlord won't let me. Or, um, I used to have a boyfriend, but I had to put him down. Because he bit a child. Dating, dating is very challenging. Dating is very challenging even without the apps. Um, I often suit with men on the first date. Um, men think it's because I'm keen, when actually it's just because I want to have sex. <laughs> Before they say something problematic. <laughs> I'll give you an example. I once told a guy I was too tired to have sex, and he said, oh, well, you could just lie there. <laughs> and in that moment, I thought of my dad. Stay with me. And how when he, an Indian man, arrived on these shores at 16, he, like, never could have imagined that one day a white man would tell his daughter to lie back so that he, the white man, could do all the work. (laughs) It's just like what every immigrant dreams of. Um, I don't want any men to feel attacked, like, because that is problematic, but I'm also... I'm problematic. I'm like, I'm a very high-maintenance person. And I know I'm high-maintenance because my friends no longer ask me how I'm doing. (laughs) They just text me, hope you're doing okay. (laughs) Hope you're doing okay. Ask me how I am, you cowards. (laughs) Um, But you don't need to worry about me. Like, I look after my mental health. Um, Like, I've invested in not one, but two personal trainers. Bought a pair of trainers. (laughs) Um, And actually, this year, I managed to lose all my baby weight um, by having an abortion. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, I... I do do believe in a woman's right to choose, um, which is why I, I, you know, I choose my medications. I've now been on about seven different types of antidepressants, which I've had as many antidepressants as Snow White had dwarfs. Right? Only none of them have made me happy, only sleepy, dopey, and grumpy. And I remember thinking, like, maybe smoking weed would help, um, but that just made me a hi ho! <laughs> Something for the Snow White fans. <laughs> um, I actually once asked an audience, is anyone here depressed? And a guy answered, I am now. Oh, um, but it has been dark. It has been dark, so I'll try and lighten things up a bit. Um, knock, knock. Who's there for me? <laughs> I, uh, I do, I do see a therapist, uh, but like not romantically. She's made that very clear. Um, I actually am seeing someone at the moment. Um, I've got a husband, not my husband, but a husband. Um, 
But I want you to know, like, this guy's wife left, like, way before I knew him. Like, they're separated, so I'm not a homewrecker. If anything, I'm an upcycler. Because <laughs> what I'm doing is taking this, like, broken shell of a man and trying to fix him up so he looks good in my bedroom. <laughs> but it is difficult to be romantic with someone who's divorced, because I'll say stuff like, where have you been all my life? And he'll say, trying to save my marriage. <laughs> This guy and I, we, um, we had a pregnancy scare uh, recently, not the abortion, that was a different time. Um, and I took the morning after pill, and the morning after pill is great. Like, I don't think there should be any stigma attached to getting the morning after pill, like, especially if you shop local. <laughs> and if you can't shop local, go to Boots, right? Because you can actually collect advantage points on the morning after pill. <laughs> Genuinely, it's a game changer. And over time, all those points add up, and I've been able to spend those points on the condoms we should have used in the first place. <laughs> um, I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist. Um, but whatever. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No. I'm glad you like that, because not, not everyone likes that I'm a feminist. Um, like, I once told a guy I was a feminist, and he said, oh, what's it like being a 24-7 crazy bitch? <laughs> Wouldn't know. I have to rest. <laughs> but, you know, maybe I am crazy, but I think, I think on some level we're all crazy, right? Like, the other day I read that one in four people will experience a mental health problem. And that just shook me to my core, because that means that three in four people won't. <laughs> Who are these people? Like, everyone in their right mind has a mental health problem. If you're sitting there thinking, I don't have one, it's coming. <laughs> like, if you think it's not, you're delusional. And that's a mental health problem. And people say I have quite a dark sense of humour. I prefer the term humour of colour. <laughs> Uh, I've been asked to choose Fernandez. Thanks for having me. Are you ready for another incredible comedian? Great. Then please welcome to the stage, Fatia Sala. Friends screaming, guys. Oh my gosh. Hello, 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 everybody. How are you going? Make some noise for yourself. I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong? Thank you. Everybody else is a bit selfish. I was waiting for someone to ask that. Thank you. I didn't have to prompt you that time. Yeah, I'm sad, guys. Um, I'm going to have to run away from home gonna have to run away because right now I live at home with my dad and his wife who's my mum <laughs> and they don't let me go anywhere guys like I've got a curfew I can't go anywhere do your parents know you're here tonight no 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 yeah mine neither yeah right now right guess what my mum thinks I am the library yeah <laughs> the library we all know it all people of colour here well some of us people of colour here we know the excuse yeah my mum thinks I'm in the library right now studying you know and I don't know what she thinks I'm studying for. So, 
graduated four years ago. <laughs> Ridiculous. Sometimes, guys, okay, stay with me on this one, all right? Sometimes I, like, hope, wish, and pray, okay? Not like that, because I'm a Muslim. We pray differently. But hope, wish, and pray that we can go back to lockdown, you know? Because back in... Yes, thank you. Because back in lockdown, all of us, all right? Me, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you. Oh, shout out Oprah Fell, which was giving out cars, wasn't it? Anyway, you, and you, and you, all of us, you know? We were all Muslim women, you know? <laughs> None of us could go outside. It was nice. So my background, uh, so I'm half Somali, half Yemeni. My mum's Somali, my mum's Yemeni. I know that they're here, but I'm going to say it. Any Somalis in the house? All right, sit down, guys. Those are my two friends. Oh, yeah, guys, sorry, I snort when I laugh. Yeah, I should have told you that. Ironic, innit, because I don't eat pork. Um, yeah, so I'm half Somali, half Yemeni. Um, so because I'm half... Is there any Arabs in the house? <laughs> anyway, because I'm half Arab, guys, because I'm half Arab, sometimes I get, like, this urge, okay, to just, like, walk around Bond Street, you know? <laughs> We've all seen them. We've all seen them. Like, I don't have anything to do there. I just want to just walk around Bond Street, you know? Like, maybe... Maybe sit outside Primark in Marble Arch. <laughs> Maybe wander into Selfridges. You know, I can't afford it, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm half Somali on my mum's side. Uh, because my dad's Arab, I was actually meant to be all your money rich. I was meant to be. But what happened, what happened was, when my dad married my mum, okay, he gifted her gallons upon gallons of oil, you know? But my mum used all of that oil to cook us samosas for dinner one night. So it's gone now. It's gone. Poor. <laughs> Back to being poor. It's quite sad. Um, so my mum, she's really protective of me. Bless her. Love that woman. Shout out to her. She's really protective of me. Bless her. To the point where, all right, she doesn't let me have a lock on my door. Okay? I know, right? Rough. Recently, I asked her, I said, Mom, why can't I have a look on my door? And she said this. She said, Tia, I don't want you staying up late, watching TV, and drinking squash. <laughs> squash. <laughs> squash. <laughs> I said, Mom, I'm an adult, okay? I drink fizzy drinks now. Can someone open my fizzy drink, please? I can't open it. Thank you. The metal, the metal handle, I have trouble with it. So for years, I've only ever opened the Robinson's Dilute Juice. Thank you so much. Thank you. Once I know how to open it, though, it's over for my mum. I'm going to be drinking these all the time. Say bismillah. <laughs> Are you in a relationship? Do you have a dog? How many eyes in Mississippi? Crowd work. We're now going to transition, slide into a new topic of men, okay? Shout out to the men in the room. <laughs> Boom! I'm joking. Um, the last guy I liked um, was probably back in secondary school. Um, I used to crush on this guy called Edward. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Edward. 
Yeah, I used to crush on Edward um, quite hard. I used to crush on him, but I used to crush on him, by the way, with feelings, not stones, just to be clear. But it didn't work out between us. <laughs> the one white guy's laughing. <laughs> it was feelings, not stones, okay? Gosh. Um, but it didn't work out between me and Edward, okay? Because um, Edward, he was a bit cold, you know? Yeah. He was a bit heartless, you know? Yeah. Oh, you're so nice. <laughs> he was a vampire. It was Edward from Twilight, yeah. <laughs> No, no, boyfriends. Haram. <laughs> yeah, never came between us. Anyway, his, his, I heard that actually years later he got with this girl called Bella and they like got married. She like had his baby, died, came back to life. Very Jeremy Kyle. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Dodged a bullet with him. And you know, like, if anything, Edward's missing out because in the wise words of the philosophers, Chris Breezy, Buster Rhymes, Lil, was Lil Wayne... <laughs> Look at me now, you know? <laughs> um, I can never tell when a guy likes me. Do you guys have that problem, ladies? Oh, you're all in relationships, all right. <laughs> this is why feminism isn't going anywhere, because women don't support women. <laughs> um, I can never tell when a guy likes me. Um, so a friend of mine, she comes with advice. Okay? She says, if a guy likes you... I'll use you as an example again, but don't get excited, all right? Nothing's happening. You need a ring on this finger first. Okay. If you like a guy... <laughs> friend of mine said, um, if a guy likes you, that's what he'll do. He'll stay down, you know. He won't take his eyes off of you. <laughs> so me and the boys at Heathrow Security, we've got something going on, you know. <laughs> They've been staring me down for years, since like 2001, September 11th, you know. <laughs> All the times they were like, can you step out the queue? You want to ask you some questions. Really, they wanted to get to know me, you know? Find out my hobbies, my interests. All the times they were like, um, you're not born this flight today, you're a risk. Really what they meant was, babe, I'll miss you, please don't go. <laughs> Men. Um, another problem I have is the guys I like don't like me back, which is crazy, because I look like Beyonce in a headscarf. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, what was that? Prettier than Beyonce! So nice, thank you. <laughs> I like guys with watches on their wrists at the time, okay? But the guys that like me, you know, they have watches on their ankle that tell them what time to go home. <laughs> Not really what I'm looking for, do you know what I mean? You have a curfew, I have a curfew. When will we see each other? Do you know what I mean? I think in 2022, and somebody said it earlier, um, I don't want to hear men are trash. Do you know what I mean? Thank you. Oh, she said no. I love it. We'll talk later. Don't worry. I don't want to hear men are trash. It's just, do you know what I mean? Like, oh, come on. It's too... There are good men out there, all right? There are good men out there, you know? Like the green man who told you to cross the road. <laughs> He's a great guy, isn't he? You know what I like about the green man? It's my favourite thing, all right? Ladies, back me up. With other men, where do you stand? Where? <laughs> So unclear. You never know. But with the green man, you do, you know? On the pavement. I'm going to wrap it up here. Um, my therapist told me... Uh, my therapist is me, because I can't afford one. It's just my voice in my head. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up here. She told me that I need to pick qualities that I like and find a partner who has those qualities, okay? A quality that's important to me poetry, okay? Because I'm a bit of a poet. I've written a poem. Would you like to hear it? Leave it here after this poem, all right? This poem is about love and it's called 
two birds in the sky. Thank you, guys. Give it up for Honestly. Okay, one more comedian. Are you ready for? Great, I'm so excited to introduce you to her. Go absolutely wild as we welcome to the stage, Sue Me! Hello, hello, hello! Give me a cheer! Hello, hello, hello! So, my name's Sue, I'm from London. Any Londoners in? Hey! Now I know what you're thinking. I sound like I'm from London, but I look like I'm from. Yeah, you guess right, pal. East London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite sure what you were thinking, mate. Uh, so my name's Sue. Contrary to belief, I'm not a 40-year-old white woman. No, no. I'm not a Susan. I don't want to speak to the manager. You know, I don't want to perform a citizen's arrest. You know? Yeah, yeah. Me, I'd much rather write a passive-aggressive email than never send it. You know? That's more my kind of vibe. Uh, I'm also Asian. Oh, no, shocking! Yeah! It's not the lighting. No! Don't jaundice, no! No! I'm just a slightly darker shade of canary on the Dulux palette. Yeah, I'm proud of it, proud of it. Uh, I've been pretty much Asian my whole life, you know. Yeah, it's a full-time thing, I don't fuck about, do you know what I mean? One of the many perks of being a yellow brother uh, is what we call the curse of the baby face. Ooh. Now what is that? Nobody asks. Anybody want to guess how old I am? Just a ballpark guess. Give me anything. I'm 105! I'm 105 and still young. I'm like an Asian Benjamin Button, you know? Yeah, like the saying goes, you know? Asian don't raise them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, black don't crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And white. You're right, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. You hang in there, mate. You hang in there, mate. Uh, no. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know... Now, there's a lot of stereotypes uh, when it comes down to Asian people. Uh, So, for instance, a lot of people think that Asian women, uh, that we're exotic. What the fuck is that? That that we're demure. Yeah. 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 And that that we're quiet. We're quiet. We're really quiet. We're quiet. Um, And also that we're submissive. Submissive. Only when I'm getting pegged. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm doing the pegging. Do you know what I mean? Hey, oh, up to up. Yeah, whoa. You really enjoyed that. Mine was a joke, but I don't think that was his joke, mate. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, don't worry, man. No kink shame here. We're Peggy people. Do you know what I mean? Peggy Sue, that's my name. That's my name. Yeah, not really. Don't call me that. What the fuck, man? Um, so, yeah. If you ever feel like you ever want to date an Asian woman, uh, this I'm going to sing you a song, guys. Yeah! So give her lots of love, yeah? I'm going to sing you a song. Uh, talk amongst yourself. Just going to grab this over here. So basically, what you should never, ever, 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 ever say to an Asian woman, okay? Uh, now, does anybody like rock and roll? 
Yeah! Well, I'm not going to play that, no. No, I'm going to play some jazzy R&B. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah! Things are going to get sexy. Everybody take their pants off. What? (laughs) I'm not on your TV. I'm not on your movie screen. Won't be at the Oscars. Scarlett Johansson took that away from me. (laughs) Bitch. Can't help you on your mass test. Can barely count to three. That's true. <laughs> Can't love you forever, boy. Especially the way that you're loving me. You can say that you love me for my humor, for my class, for my pussy, for my ass. Because I'm classy. But one thing you can't say is me love you long time. That's not okay, that's not fine. Me love you long time. Don't say it, it's racist. Stop playing, boy. Me love you long time. Stop telling me your ex-girlfriend was Asian. We're not related. I don't think... Maybe, who knows, you know? I don't think that we should keep dating Cause I'm just waiting For you to call me a ch- Hey! Hey, 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 hey you better fucking on fucking not you Fucking hell Me hate you long time I fucking hate you for a long time, boy Me fucking hate you, everybody! Yeah! Me fucking hate you, you little Nazi boy. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, you guys are really lovely. Oh, that was nice. So never say that to an Asian woman, but you can peg her though. It's cool. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Now, looking like one of me uh, during the start of this pandemic, not gonna lie, it was pretty tough, you know. Um, but I got a lot of nicknames. So I got COVID Crusher. Pretty fucking gnarly, yeah? I got Posimodo. Yeah, get that one. Okay, never mind, don't worry. <laughs> it's cool, fuck. Yeah, and I got, I got Pandemic Express. Yeah. Uh, a bit problematic, that one. But it was my mum, so she needs to work on herself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, well, that's me. That's, that's me, guys. Hi, I've seen me. Lovely to meet you. You look up really nice. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's me, Kima B, letting you know that if you like listening to us fuck it up in your house, if you like listening to us fuck it up in your car or on your train, you will absolutely love being in the room where it happens. We usually record our episodes in London in front of a live audience. And let me tell you, it's one of the most beautiful audiences I've ever seen. And I would love for you to join us. For more info, check out Fuck It Up Comedy on Insta or Twitter or go to fuckitupcomedy.com. Now it's time to welcome back all the comedians you've seen this evening. Please welcome back to the stage, Sue Me, Alex Matalas Fernandez, and Fatia Salai! Welcome back. Oh, feedback's scary. Oh, how do I make it stop? Oh, please. Uh, one of my favorite things to do as an incredibly powerful and driven woman is to act helpless. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun. Ah! <laughs> I love it. Um, guys, all of your performances were absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having Cheers, us. Cheers, right? Yeah. Oh, thanks and for And thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you, guys. Honestly, it's not the same without you guys. It would be really fucking weird, actually. <laughs> Could you imagine just, like, yelling to an empty room? Or is that home life for most of us? <laughs> yeah, wild. Um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you guys a bit about um, boundaries um, and less talking too much about boundaries crosses your boundaries, mm, as we've learned, didn't we? We did as a family. Um, but uh, first, I want to ask you if there's any song that you've been listening to that's like giving you life right now. Um, and for me, it is the entire Renaissance album. I wish I could stop. I can't. I can't. I literally wake up and it's either like, unique! And I'm just like, look, obviously, you guys haven't been listening, have the same issue that I'm having. Um, because you would know that the correct answer to unique that's is... That's what you are. That's what you are. <laughs> that's what you are, exactly. Um, and that there's a moment where Beyonce says, unicorn is the uniform you put on. And I'm just like, what is happening? She's like, eyes on you when you perform. And it's just like, Beyonce, please stop talking to me so directly. <laughs> Honestly, I feel attacked in the best way. It's so good. But anyway, um, yeah, is there any songs that you guys have been listening to that's been giving you a bit of life? I've been listening to um, Never Enough from The Greatest Showman on... Showman? <laughs> showman on repeat. Um, from the Hugh Jackman one or a different version of it. Is there another version? But um, I know the, the song they play in the movie is voiced by someone else. In Ooh. other words, it's like lip-synced too. Um, but... I'm obsessed with it, and I think I, I can't get enough of it. Really. What does it say? Because I don't know it. Oh, um, it talks about how um, no matter what happens in your life, it will never be enough for you, and I find that highly relatable. <laughs> 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 
And also, I think, because um, I grew up with an Indian dad, so uh, highly relatable to him as well. Never enough. Um, so is it, is it being like, because the person wants too much, or, like, do you know what I mean? What is the moral of the song? That's a very good question. I think it is um, wanting too much and also kind of always moving the goalposts, mm. um, which I think I do a lot, personally. Yes. It's, it's like if you think... If, I can find something really difficult, and then if I manage to do it, I'm like, oh, it must have been easy. It never mm. becomes... So this right. is turning into a therapy session. <laughs> I, I know what you mean, though. It's yeah. really hard to start moving it. Yeah. And that thing, oh, I don't, I don't know if I've really heard anyone else like put it into words, but that thing of, like, yeah, when you do something, it's quite challenging, and then being like, obviously, that must not have been hard. Yeah. Like, do you mean? It's, yeah. it's not like, oh, shit, you did that. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. You know, you climbed that mountain. It was like, was it ever a mountain? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or was it always a big hill? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that, that song's clearly not been bringing me that much joy. <laughs> it does sound like it has a powerful massage, though. And we love a good massage. Um, what about you guys? Been listening to any stuff? To be fair, mine's not as profound as that one. So, like... Fair. Uh, so, you know, just back in the day, does anybody know Gina G? Yeah! So, like, you I don't know Gina G. G. She, she just goes... Ooh, uh, just a little bit. A little bit more. Yeah, that's my girl. Just a little bit. You know what I'm looking for. Yeah. So that song is never yeah. enough. <laughs> and then yeah. she's like, oh, I want more. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit, please. Just a smidge. <laughs> just a smidgen. Yeah, so. Is that, is that like a 90s vibe? Yeah, so like, yeah, I would say like 90s, I said. But it was like, he really huge back in the day. Yeah, really huge. It was like a real party anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was great, yeah. I love that. Thank yeah. you, Gina Jean, for all yeah. that you do for the people. Where are you now? <laughs> yeah. I think that sometimes, do you ever have that where I'll just be like, wow, I hope Vanessa Carlton is having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> you do know that I just think that sometimes. Like, wow, I hope Alicia Silverstone's okay. It's always just, it's always like white women that were quite famous and then just kind of disappeared. And I'm just kind of like, Wow, I hope they're safe. <laughs> um, what about you, Fadia? Um, I don't really listen to music. <laughs> yeah. It's quite awkward. Yeah, I don't really listen to music. Oh my god, so you just listen to your own thoughts? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Honestly, Sounds I just... terrifying. <laughs> just, yeah, or sometimes I just purposely leave my headphones at home. Mm. Yeah. If I do take them, I like listen to like a podcast or like a lecture. Or something. Well, so do you just like? I mean, do you like to just be present in the world? Maybe, yeah. That's Where are my friends? I'm scared. <laughs> I um, I don't listen. <laughs> I don't listen to music very often either. And I found when people used to ask me like, "What's your favorite music?" and I used to tell them I don't listen to it, to it very much, they genuinely acted like I was a psychopath. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've learned to, to talk about the one song I listen to on repeat. <laughs> I feel like I almost listen to music like a compulsive amount. Mm. Yeah. Like I'm just like, silence in my home? <laughs> oh, oh, unique! Um, yeah. I was going to say, I used to when I was younger. And then, like, I don't know, when I got older, I was just like, you constantly go every... Like, you, some people will literally go back home or buy headphones. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're so... Sorry, I feel like I'm bringing the room down. No, <laughs> no, no. Do you know no. what I mean? So then I just actively decided to stop. But then, yes, I think I don't tell people because people act like I'm... Yeah. I don't know what I'd say. 
So I just uh, don't say anything. But you ask the question, what have you been listening to? And I haven't listened to anything. I love that for you. I'm terrified by the idea of doing that personally. Um, but yeah, holy shit. This is fucking... Well, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll just listen to the world. <laughs> or maybe I'll just listen to society from now on. Um, on the topic of boundaries, like, are you guys good at setting them? Like, at work, at play? Alex is like, no. no. <laughs> I, um, uh, I, had an, I did an exercise with my therapist to try and work on my boundaries, and she got this, like, piece of rope. I don't know if anyone else's therapist has done this or whether it's just mine. Man never uh, wants me to do uh, anything physical. So rude. And she was like, this um, rope represents your boundary line and, and you put it down and I can't cross it. And I put it somewhere and I said, do you want me to move it? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and even like, even when I've tried to like get better at being assertive and less apologetic, I will like ask permission first. So I'll be like to my friends, I'm, I'm going to be more direct with you in the future, more assertive, is that okay? <laughs> it's not good. I, I hope you don't mind, and if you do mind, then I will completely back off of what I was going to attempt to do. Oh my gosh, uh, what about you guys? Uh, oh, see, I'm probably the same. Like, I'm not really great with boundaries, no, no. Uh, to be fair, like, I think I'm one of those people, if I meet someone and I really like them, I give them the world... Yeah. yeah, like I mean, friendship, romantically, oh, both. just just everything. I just give them yeah. everything, and then obviously if they hit, because I'm a any Scorpios in the house. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. What are you guys yeah. about? Because <laughs> it's, it's water. Sign, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, we're super emotional, very loyal, very intense, mm. uh, very friendly. But if you double cross us, dead. You know, do you know what I mean? Like we'll walk on your grave and dance. Like honestly, yeah. we're yeah, we will. Like we yeah, you're dead to us, but we That's are very true. nice in the starting point but just don't double cross us because we will taunt you <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah but boundaries yeah no the boundaries yeah, I don't, never cross them never cross them I haven't killed anyone it's fine I don't know yeah. if, you, if you have killed someone just know that we'll edit it out okay thank you <laughs> thanks mate thanks. we'll protect everybody's just, got a bad account yeah, just a small boy that's fine yeah. <laughs> just a small boy <laughs> He got it. He got what he deserved. Yeah, yeah. get rid of him young. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to jail. Um, what about you, Fatia? Um, I think I am, right? Yeah, I think I actually am. Fatia's friends are in and they're like, she's so rude. So, but, yeah, I feel like I am because I've got a big family. I've got five. Mm. So all of us in total, there's eight of us. With my mum, my dad, ten. So you have to be, otherwise, yeah. do you know what I mean? You won't eat, you won't shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but I, I'm, like I said, I'm one of the youngest, so for ages it was like, oh, go get the remote, go do this, go do that. So then when I got a bit older, I was like, no, I'm not, you go get the remote. So now I'm better at it. So I'm really mm. good at boundaries, but in like a nice, loving way, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like learn that in your home. Yeah. But I haven't noticed that you've like checked with your friends for everything. <laughs> this is actually not an episode on codependence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's another day. Oh gosh. Like, so you learned how to say no at home. 
basically. Yeah. And do you feel like that carries like into other environments where you're like, if I'm not gonna let my family like take the piss, fuck you, stranger. Yeah, and I feel like it, it sounds bad. It's not. It doesn't have to be like in a bad way. Boundaries. It's literally like in the mm-hmm. most loving way. So like my, for example, my mum. I probably shouldn't say this. Maybe edit this out. But my mum, mm. um, she really wants to set me up with this guy. And mm. I'm like, no, mum, I don't want to. And she constantly goes on about it. And like, forced, like not, it's not an arranged marriage, guys. <laughs> but like, she constantly goes on about it to the point where sometimes, she, she's joking, by the way, but she'll fret. She'll be like, I'm going to leave the hat. Like, she's so dramatic. She's like, I'm going to leave and go back to Somalia if you don't marry me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oh, go so just like, uh, yeah, so I'll be like, blackmail. yeah. So in, nice. a, in a funny way, I'll be like, go on then, off you girl, pack your yeah. work. So. Yeah. Like that, you have to like, do you know what I mean? You have to like assert your boundary, but just do it in a funny way so no one's feelings get hurt. And she's she's still here, so yeah. yeah. Sounds like she has an internal boundary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what about you guys? Like, how do you, yeah, how do you feel you are with saying no? Or have you gotten better with saying no over the past like few years? Maybe. No, no, that's, that's bad. No, no, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you think? If, <laughs> if you if you get offered a gig that you don't want to do, yeah, I'll, do you do it? I'll do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't. To be fair, like, I I don't respect my mental health when it comes when it comes to comedy. I do not. Like, I'm just like fuck it. You know what? Who needs you know. Happiness. No, no, no. Nobody makes me happy. It's just, you who know. Needs, who needs rest or to not yeah, be around who needs rest. But I think, Fine. like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. I know, because isn't it? Well, I'm I think sorry. we have to, like, yeah, because we do. it's the same way, like, the world won't be gentle to you. Like, this industry won't be gentle mm-hmm. to you. All you can do is be gentle with yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, it's so tough. Truth, truth nuggets, man. Yeah, it's true. It's but look, true. tiny clap, love that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it to get any bigger. <laughs> um, what about you, Alex? I find it difficult because I'm, I'm naturally quite a pessimistic person. Mm. So my instinct is actually to say no to stuff. Mm. Um, but if I did that, my world would be very, very small. So I'm actually um, charging myself to say, oh gosh, I sound like a self-help person. You sound like Shonda Rhimes. <laughs> so, do you know this? Shonda Rhimes wrote like a book called like My Year of Yes or something. And basically, she's a brilliant writer who created like Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, and different things like that. Uh, and she's so sick and accomplished, but apparently, like, super anxious, social anxiety out the wazoo to the point where she was invited to, like, the Obama White House to have dinner, and she was so anxious that she almost said no. Oh, my God. And she, she almost, like, shat, uh, she almost shat in her own mouth like that. Wow. Like, don't shit in there. Like, do you know that? Don't, shit, wait, don't yeah. shit in your own mouth. Don't, yeah. like, squash the possibilities of your own joy in life like that. Yeah, I think I've definitely gotten better at not getting in my own way. Mm. Um, in terms of saying no, in terms of like being worried about disappointing people, I really struggle with that. Um, it's, it's not funny, it's just true. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. It's tough though, like to um, not take on like other people's feelings and emotions too much, but at the same time not be a cunt and be like, I don't care how you feel, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And often I'm like, well, I'm not going to be happy in either situation, so we might as well do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we got to call somebody. Get that, get that therapist and that rope in here. <laughs> 
It's so wild. Uh, can I ask you, has, um, has comedy helped you to like process any stuff or like to um, heal any stuff that you've been going through? I feel like, um, yeah, a lot of like fuck you racism. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, um, I'm going to try to like minimize the sense that I've just seen into a few words. I hope that doesn't feel <laughs> But there was like, um, these things are not okay. There's a bit of these things are not okay. And there's a bit of I'm not okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like um, yeah, like there was a lot of, and it wasn't like being like here's my trauma by any means. I don't think it was as simple as that. There was art, but I just wonder how like comedy has maybe helped you guys to process or channel some of that energy. I feel like it's definitely helped me process trauma. It's also created new trauma to process <laughs> as well. Um, I think it is nice because usually if something horrible but funny happens, you, you know, you might tell a friend, but that will be it. And then you're just like, oh, this has emotionally scarred me. Whereas at least this way you can try and create something more positive out of it. Mm. And think of it as generating material. <laughs> which is actually quite an optimistic way of looking at life of living so, life yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will, I will say my life has got so much less funny now my mental health stable stabilized <laughs> like I used to be so impulsive and get up to all sorts of shenanigans <laughs> also it's interesting to me that like being impulsive mental health wise is considered bad but being considered spontaneous is considered a really good thing <laughs> like what is that people love that shit um, yeah it's so funny like when I think about a lot of um, yeah the craziest stories in my life that they were at a time when I was fucking off it <laughs> oh ho 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 yeah, what about you guys? Has comedy helped you to like, um, yeah, channel or process any shit? Um, I was gonna say it's just nice to have people listen. Joey, oh, he got to say to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like writing, yeah, and then you write and write and write, and then you go to somewhere and like a room full of people listen to you. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah. 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 You said a couple of times in your set, you were like, I'm not that funny. And I just want to yeah. say, you really oh, fucking are. <laughs> You're <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> and it's quite like, you, you have a presence that um, some people try to buy, but they cannot, honey. So you just have that. Thank and I, like, I hope you feel that. And I was so glad to listen to you today, dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, Sue? Um, to be fair, like, I, I, I actually find comedy quite healing for me. Mm. Like, I think it's just because, obviously, with the whole like going out and just exposing yourself, like not exposing, like, like just you know, uh, just like you know, being very vulnerable. You know, I'm, it's nice just to talk about shit that you care about, and then obviously sometimes people don't like it, but then there's some people that do like it. And that's yeah. quite nice. And it's nice to have friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because you make, you make friends, and, you know, I like having friends, and so yeah. that's cool. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, find, I, I do really like... Obviously, there's some... It ebbs and flows with comedy. It's not going to be, like, completely up on a high, and mm. then, like, the next day, you're, like, a complete low, and then you're depressed for, like, a couple of days, and then you're just spiralling. 
into a bit. But you can, but you go you back can up. have an upward spiral. Yeah. 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 Um, I was telling Kima um, before the show that I've actually realised that there's a difference between buying a self-help book and actually reading the self-help book. <laughs> um, and I'm now, I'm now working um, through one called The Upward Spiral. So if, if in the future my material has less mental health stuff, uh, you'll know it worked. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But do you know what's funny to me? Because you know you're talking about boundaries. Um, have you ever met someone who's, who's like, described themselves as a people please and you're like, you're not? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so disappointed in you right now. How is, is, is this your people pleasing? <laughs> I'm not pleased. <laughs> Why am I so happy in your presence, people pleaser? Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, al- it's always someone who is actually on the whole, not always, but quite selfish. It's a bit of a cant. Yeah. But maybe they feel like they're doing a bit more than they wish that they were. Yeah. And they're like, that's obviously people, like, I didn't really want to do that. <laughs> I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, gang, can I ask you uh, a quick a question before we go? How do you look after your mental health and the uncertainty of this industry? <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it is really, um, it is really ebb and flowy, and it's fucking weird. And I feel like you'll have like some big wins, and then like some, you know, whatever. And I think a part of that for me has been boundaries. Like recently, I was doing a gig up north, um, and they sent the timings out for the gig, and I saw that the last train was basically after the last train out of the north uh, was meant to be. Um, before I was supposed to go on stage. And I was like, oh, can I go in early? I need to go home. Um, and they were like, oh, sorry, you're headlining. We need to put you on last. And I said, oh, I'm sorry that your show will have a bit of a weird shape, um, but I will be on the 915 train. <laughs> and if, if you would like, you could use my fee to pay someone else to headline but I'm going to be on that train. Um, and I think that, actually, uh, the last train was cancelled, so I ended up on a, a real replacement bus. Um, but I did get home. Um, and it would have been better than opting to just, like, yeah, I don't know. But more of the story is, I feel like I was looking after myself in that, and I had to... Um, and yeah, that was a boundaries thing. But so I guess that's one of the ways that I look after my mental health and the uncertainty of this industry is to try to take care of myself where I can. Um, but yeah, what about you guys? Yeah, I'd say um, a similar thing. I'm not as good at as you are with the boundaries because I'm often, I'm often like, oh, I don't want to get a late train home because I don't feel safe. But then I don't want to give that the booker like another excuse not to to book a woman or you know a non-binary person. Um, it's just a larger industry issue, yeah. though, isn't it? It shouldn't yeah. be your responsibility. Yeah. Um, but I, am, I have got better at saying no to gigs and trusting that if they really like me, they'll ask me again in the future. There have been so many times where I've said no to a gig and I've thought, well, I've blown it. Mm. Um, and then actually they've reached out again. Um, mm. yeah. 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 I love that. I'm glad that you're able to like, have that experience. What about mm. you, gang? Um, I've, mine's quite similar to you. Like, I'll just say no to things. If I don't want to do it, say no. Mm. And 
Yeah, do you know what I mean? I'm a homebody. <laughs> like, if I'm not doing comedy, I'm at work, I'm at home. So I feel like the meaning of life is just, like, so simple. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So if you're not happy in, like, any situation... I mean, it sounds like... Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, I just say no. And I don't care about... It sounds really bad to say, but I obviously enjoy comedy. I love it. But when it, when it like, affects your mental health and you feel like you're having to, like, bend over backwards and do things that you're not, like... Yeah. No. Like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. We're all going to die. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, and a lot of people have said, oh, no, you can't do that because this is this and... It's just fuck them, man. Yeah. I don't do gigs that yeah. I don't want to do and I'm fine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, follow your heart, yeah. follow your gut Definitely, and yeah. go where you feel like yeah. you... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes we can get a little bratty. Like, I can get like that. Where, do you know what I mean? Yeah, where I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't feel like going yeah. to that place. Mm. Um, and I'll try to check myself yeah, yeah, and yeah. make sure. Mm. But... You know, I, I don't like to, for instance, I don't love performing for um, racists in certain cities in this country, so I just won't. And I think that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's choosing not to put yourself in front of a room of people who automatically are not into mm. you. No, definitely. I was going to add to that as well. Like, I do check myself because sometimes I'm like, wait, am I actually, or am I being a brat? When I think there was once where I needed somewhere to pray. And I was like, I need someone to pray. And I was like, am I being bright? I was like, actually, no, this is a priority. I need that. So mm-hmm. I always have to, yeah, check myself. And the other thing I was going to add was, um, I feel like when you say no to things that aren't meant for you, good things come anyway. So 100%. like, yeah. 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 Thank you, Fatim. Mm, just clearing the way for what is meant for you. Mm. What about you, Sue? Um, so I think just in general, I think if I'm, if I'm really tired, I'll go have a bath, you know, get, mm. get some suds on. Uh, I've got a cat as well. Her name's Bella. She's really nice. Uh, she's a tabby. Uh, she's two years old. Uh, she recently had a birthday. Um, uh, <laughs> but you, you, honestly, like, I, I, I am a people pleaser. I know this. Yeah. But I think it's genuinely just because, like, I like, I like to surround myself with happy people and in hopes that, you know, they'll be happy and kind also. Um, so I think in general, if I'm having a bad day or I've had a bad gig, I think the main thing is that I just go into recluse, do all the fun things that I really like doing. So like just kind of go back to basics, you know, and just kind of love other things as well. Do non-comedy things. I fucking yeah. love non-comedy things. If anybody wants to do a non-comedy thing with me, please. <laughs> like, I really want it. Like... I hate, no, I don't hate, I love comedy. But I also really enjoy non-comedy things. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's so easy to make, because comedy is such a bubble, it's so easy to get kind of swallowed by oh, it. Yeah, mm. sure. And then I find, because if, if there's a day where I'm like, when, a day I'm not working during the day, and all I've got is the gig in the evening, and that's all I'm doing, then there's so much riding on that gig going well. But if I've gone out and seen friends or, mm. like, read something I like when it's like well this is a nice bonus as yeah, opposed to being the be all yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that going back to basics having a full life if you're not happy say no mm. powerful bam so good <laughs> guys thank you so much for being thank here you. and sharing thank your you. time your talent your energy please a round of applause for Fatia Oh, what a good time. Love a bit of honest discourse under the guise of comedy. 
Now, the incredible comics you've heard all have projects you can enjoy and support. So follow them online, check them out, and, you know, spread that love, baby. Let's spread that love. Um, and if you've liked listening to this, tell a friend, tell us. Quite frankly, I see the numbers, right? And people are listening, and I appreciate that. But if nobody tells me directly, I don't believe it. So if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, tweet at us, tweet about us, um, and let us know. And let us know if there are any comedians that you'd like to hear on the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Anyway, the Fuck It Up podcast is brought to you by the Films of Color Comedy Club, the House of the Guilty Feminists, and is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. And we will be back in London with shows on September 16th, October 4th, and October 20th. And you know the Fuck It Up NYC crew is always up to something as well. Anyway, hope to see you in the streets. And if not, hope to be, I don't know, in your ears again. Oh, it's too meta. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.